0: Hi, this is Amherst Eclectic, and again, trying something out on my phone. Um, I'm in a different room, and uh, I don't have the same fan going. I have a fan above me going, um, trying to stay cool on days when it's raining rather than turning on the air conditioning and, you know, putting all that out into the environment or using too much power. So I'm trying to record this way today. So we'll see how this episode goes. Uh, today, uh, I had a thought about we're in the middle of the pandemic. This is um, the end of July, twenty twenty first, and um, they they're talking about schools opening up and elementary schools. I just think that's crazy to open up elementary schools or high schools or junior high schools. These kids are going to be influenced by their parents and you're going to have, you know, let's, let's, let's admit we have a lot of COVID COVID idiots out there that are being stupid, that are not wearing masks. This is why they have to mandate wearing masks. They have to mandate social distancing. They have to mandate staying at home. They have to close businesses down because people will not listen to the science, they will not listen to doctors, they will not listen to the, the, the business owners in their own businesses. When they walk into people's businesses and they tell them, listen, I want you to wear a mask or you can't be in here, people will start arguing with them and causing scenes and it's getting a little ridiculous. You know, if you walk into someone's house or you're outside the door of someone's house and they say, you cannot come into my house until you put a mask on. You would respect that, right? I would hope most people would respect that. You can't come inside my home. This is my property, my home. Because guess what? If you do something in someone's home or you enter someone's home and you're not, uh, you you know, you were not uh, welcomed to come into their home, they can call the police and have you taken away. So most people will respect those boundaries. They won't step on someone's property, they won't go into someone's home. I mean, you have the few few crazies who don't respect that, but most people will respect those boundaries. When you walk into someone's business, it's the same thing. Whether it's a manager, they represent the owner, whether it's the owner or the manager or the employee. It comes down from above, how they wanna run their business. And most managers and or employees are not gonna go against the owner of their business. They're gonna do what they're told because, you know, that's their job, they don't wanna lose it. So when a owner, manager, or employee tells you that you cannot enter into an establishment without wearing a mask or social distancing or respecting those boundaries, which is basically what you're doing. You're respecting someone else's boundaries. You know, the box that everybody has around them or the boundaries they have on what you can say and do when you're around them. You respect those boundaries because this is their business. This is their establishment, same as anyone's home. They own it. This is their property. They pay for it. You do what they say or you don't get to go in. And that's just the way it is. That's how it is right now, especially during a pandemic. So I think, you know, with people who aren't respecting those boundaries, their children are standing next to them or their children are watching them or or they're espousing those ideas at home about not wearing masks, about not social distancing and how this is all just a. Uh, some sort of a play um or quirk that it's not really a real virus just because they haven't gotten it yet or they don't know someone who has at this point they're lucky at this point if they haven't they don't know anyone because i know a few people so um i think sending kids back to school is a little far-fetched because those children are having it pounded into their head that there's nothing wrong you know, these, these parents are leading them to believe that there's nothing wrong. And of course, children are listen going to listen to their parents. They, they're going to hear what they're saying and they're going to think everybody else is lying to them because their parents are someone they love and care for or whatever. Or even if they're abused children, you know, they're probably going to listen to their parents more than they listen to anybody else because there's a matter of trust going on there as well. So you're going to get these children, teens, whatever even college students into the circle with everyone else who believes that this is a pandemic, believes that we have an issue, um, believes that we should be wearing masks, (coughs) excuse me. And they believe that this is something that's going on. And There's going to be this battle of whether they're going to stay away from you, they're going to social distance, whether they're going to wear a mask. I just don't think it's worth risking other children's lives when the parents at home who are not wearing masks, social distancing, probably are asymptomatic and don't know it. In other words, they aren't showing symptoms, but they have COVID-19. Because if they're not wearing masks, I would bet on my wife that they probably already have it and then they're passing it to their children and then those children will come to school not following the rules children teens college students and then they'll pass it on that is the real problem we have right now is that these people who are not believing that this is actual an actual virus are passing it around and that's just it only takes one person to infect you know a whole room of people a whole room of people so if you have 30 kids in a class and that one kid is infected by the stupid parent at home who wouldn't wear the mask they're going to come to class and infect everybody else's kids and then guess what happens all those kids go home they don't know they have it they're around grandma and grandpa they're around that may live in the house with them or they may go visit or they may be babysat by grandma and grandpa or they may be babysat by relatives or they may be babysat by friends i mean this happens when you're in school you have different people sometimes at different days of the week that watch your kids because you're working and you know you can't have somebody watching them every day but you you know you kind of spread it out to people that you know so that you have your babysitting covered so then that's spreading to those families and so forth and so on and so on and so on and this is why we have such a huge spread in America, because that one person, that one adult did, who didn't wear a mask and brought it home to their family, and then their kid went somewhere, and then their other kid went somewhere else, and it's not even their family's fault. It's their fault. One person can infect hundreds to thousands of other people because of their one idiotic idea that this virus isn't contagious. So I don't think sending kids back to school is a smart move at this point. Now, I will say that there are the issues of, you know, some kids who are in abusive households and they're stuck at home with these abusers. And there are kids that are stuck at home with families who don't consider them first. Maybe the parents eat before the kids do because they don't care about their kids. And so the food at school, the the breakfast and the lunch they got at school, were the only meals they got every day. So now they're missing out on those meals. And then the weekends, they didn't get anything. And they'd have to probably wait all weekend. I mean, it happens. It happens. The, this is what, you know, there are people out there who are awful people. They have children and they treat them like crap, you know, and... So we have to remember that that's happening. And, these, and, and the fact that someone's not seeing these kids five days a week, then the abuser thinks, well, no one's going to see the bruise. No one's going to see what I do to them. Nobody's going to see the black eye. Nobody's going to hear, you know, uh, that I sexually abuse them. So you've got that issue. So, I, you know, there's a flip scale there. So what a lot of schools are trying to do is every other day kids will come in so that at least they have them there every other day and then the class sizes are smaller I like that and they are forcing the kids to stay separate and but then I go back to the same thing you're going to have little kids that are going to just they're going to forget they're going to forget and so you have to require you have to require that they wear masks you would have to require that they wear gloves because they can't touch other kids if they're asymptomatic and the problem with the testing right now is that testing results are taking too long. And then if you even if you get tested, you have to stay quarantined for two weeks because you could be asymptomatic. The test doesn't always detect the virus. So if you get tested, you need to stay away from people for two weeks, 14 days. And then if you have no signs in that 14 days of the virus and your test comes back and says that you don't have the virus, then you positively know that you don't have the virus. But you have to take the test and then wait two weeks with no um, coronavirus signs to know that you positively don't have it. That's why they have people quarantine, because the virus can be in your body and the test may not detect it so you get the test you think oh i'm free and clear and you start running around well then five days later you get coronavirus symptoms well in that five days you've disinfected all those people that you've been around after taking the test so that's why they say you have to quarantine in other words stay away from everyone for two weeks so that you know that you definitely don't have it so you know what if these kids come in there and you know they're little kids and they touch each other and i don't know I don't know. I just, I, you know, there's, there is that factor of the kids who are being abused and there's the kids that are not eating and, and apparently there's way more of that going on than we even know. So much so there's such a large number of abused kids and kids that aren't being fed that they, they deem it worth bringing kids back to school. I mean, is it more than 50%? Is it more than 60% and, and our, our representatives not saying what it is because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have a country where there's so many children that are being abused and nothing's being done. And I've talked about this in other podcasts that I've done about the cycle of abuse and how it just continues through generation and generation and generation, you know, because that's learned behavior and, Unfortunately, when people get in stressful situations and they're not thinking straight and they get angry, they'll revert to what they've learned in an angry situation, in a a heated moment. And then they do something and it's like, oh my God, you know, I don't believe in this, but I just did it because it was learned behavior from the family, which is that's the chain of abuse. And then they feel bad and then, you know, it's a hard thing for people to break um you know I, I guess you can you can compare that to animals who have learned behaviors and they say that that even gets into the biology of the animals where either they just have this instinct of what they need to do and how they need to raise their young and what they need to do to survive it's not even it's not even learned it's just an instinct and they said that the same thing happens with humans you know it's this generational thing is Um, it's not just in the mind that you've learned it in your lifetime but it might actually be in your genes there might be some sort of memory that is passed through the genes Um, and abuse being in the family gets passed on in that way they actually say that this is something that could happen the same as the the things that get passed on instincts get passed on in the genes of animals the same sort of instincts growing up in abuse when it's generational generation after generation learning how to survive in that sort of environment so you know this might be something that's happening at home that people can't even you know understand why they're doing it or they're in such stressful situations because they you know look at what's happening to the economy right now Um, I have always been someone who could live on very little and I can accept, uh, not having to go out to eat or buy a latte, a mocha latte every, every day. Um, in fact, you know, basically what I eat, I'm, I'm a person that believes that food is just nourishment. It is not, I don't have to, you know, have the most extravagant meals. It's nice to have extravagant meals. It's nice to have really good food, etc. It's nice to do that, but during this time i'm fine because i can go out and buy my basic nutritional needs um i don't really drink a lot of pop or sweet drinks you know uh if i go out to eat with a friend i might get a sweet tea i might get a pop but when i'm here at home these are the three basic things that i drink water water is probably 75 percent of what i drink sometimes 100 percent of what i drink every day Water is basically to rinse down my meal or to cool me off or, you know, you've worked out, you need water or I'm thirsty and I need water. You know, I've learned, I have several, uh, metal water bottles that I've bought over the years that I have in my refrigerator and I fill them with water and I put them in there and they're nice and cold. So I always have cold water to drink and I also have uh, metal water bottles that don't have like, um. A drinking apparatus on them um where I'll just pour those into my water bottle you know they're and they're sitting in there they just have a cap on them so that's basically what I drink every day is water and the other thing I drink is uh either cold tea or hot tea and it, it's you know honey flavored I don't use sugar I used to use sugar I actually used to buy the um iced tea mixes and stuff and I realized that that was contributing to inflammation and other things in my body. So I just backed away from that. So I use hot tea with honey. I usually get flavored teas like, you know, peppermint or, you know, chamomile, or all the different flavors that they have out there. And I found the ones that I like. And I just put honey in it, and that's what I drink. A great big, you know, uh, coffee cup, you know, the great big like cappuccino cups of tea. And then the other thing I drink is milk. I like to have a glass of milk with my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, I like to have a glass of milk with certain meals that I eat. Um, I like a glass of milk. Now, um, milk's good for you. You know, you get a lot of vitamins out of it. I do drink milk daily. I'll have at least one or two glasses a day. But mostly, I drink water. And tea is even just, it's just flavored water. So, um, that's what I drink. Now, if I go out to eat, uh if I've gone to Olive Garden, that's my favorite place of my daughters and my um friends that we go when we go out as, you know, social gatherings. Um I'll get the sweet tea. I'll get the peach sweet tea. Uh but I will also have a great big glass of ice water next to it. And I will drink the ice water when I'm eating my meal and then when I'm not, you know, eating something, I will drink the sweet tea. Cuz I feel like if you're drinking something flavored, it should be drink alone you know so but that's that's how i you know food is just nutrition for me so i can have the basics i can have the vegetable the carbohydrate and the protein on my plate and it can be a basic food i don't have to go out extravagant i, I eat salmon um i, I make you know, vegetarian chili um Uh, I have tuna, different tuna meals that I make. I have ground turkey. That's basically my meatloaf and hamburgers. And I put, you know, onions and vegetables and things in them to kind of hold that ground turkey together. So that's kind of how I eat. So I don't spend a lot of money on food. So I've been able to keep that pretty close to the edge. I don't have to watch TV. I don't have cable. You know, I, I... have netflix but you know i don't even watch that as often as i probably should for what i pay and uh, i like to go bike riding i like to walk my dogs i like to do things outside so during this pandemic i'm not really going crazy you know like a lot of other people are you know i keep myself pretty busy there's tons of things i need to do around the house tons of things i've needed to accomplish around the house so i've been able to do that so i've been able to stay away from everyone and i've been able to keep myself um, um, I don't know. It's not isolated. I mean, it feels that way sometimes Where so you feel like you're isolated a little bit during this. But um, I've been able to social distance really well because I fill up my days with things that I need to get done. Paperwork that I need to go through that I haven't had time to. Um, clothes that I need to go through and figure out, do I want to keep these things? Shoes that I you know uh, things around the house that needed to be done, you know uh, sections of drywall that I need to replace, um, things out in the garage I need to organize, going out and buying bins, and then you've got your yard work, you've got your trees that need to be trimmed. I mean, I really don't know how people have any time on their hand. I am so busy, <laughs> and then in the time that I'm relaxing, you know I'll watch maybe some Netflix or watch some TV or I will. You know learn a new song on my guitar or learn a new song on my ukulele or sing a new song that i've never sung before and get you know get find a background track and then record that uh you get get digital uh recording things online now band lab and other things like that that uh audacity uh soundtrap, where you can record your own se- self um singing uh, part of you know before the pandemic came along but I started doing the podcast and part of what I'm doing now is the podcast. You know, if I have some extra time and I have a thought that I want to express, I'll do a podcast, which is what I'm doing today. So there's so many things you can do to fill your time, you know, you can get on the internet and find things to do Uh, or you can pop on and, you know, uh, get a phone call with a friend or a video call with a friend or just get on Facebook or one of the social media channels and talk to people and kind of try and get your uh social in, and then you know you call family during this time i'm checking in on family and that you know once i start doing everything my day goes by really quickly you know and i try not to feel sorry for myself but i can imagine what it's like for you know a child in a situation where they're stuck in a house with an abuse abusive person it could be awful so maybe that every other day at school would be a good thing because now a teacher's going to see that student every day and a teacher's going to be around that student every other day, excuse me, at least. Uh, yes, you're not going to have the weekends, but, you know, some schools might even have school on weekend. If they're doing the every other day thing, they might just go ahead and have, you know, kids meet on, on the weekends too. But then that also gets the kids in there for meals. Um, And then maybe they can take home a meal for two meals for the next day. Hopefully the parents, you know, I know I have heard parents eating these kids meals when they bring them home, you know, because they're they're struggling. They're not getting enough food and they think it's more important for them to have food. I mean, I don't know. There's just so many. But the other thing I thought about was college students. And the biggest thing that I I thought about that is, you know, you're not really going to have your full college experience Uh, because most colleges, I think, and smartly so, are going to be doing a lot of online classes. They're going to try and do what some of these schools are doing, have half the class come in on one day, have half the class come in on another day, and then the other half of the class that isn't in on each day will be online watching which, you know, that's okay, you know, but then you're not meeting half of the class <laughs> unless they, unless they rotate, you know, so that everybody gets to meet one another. But, you know, let, let's be honest. Sometimes kids will not come to cl- only come to class because they want to see the girl or the guy that's in class and it gets them there. I mean, uh, you know, uh, meeting a, a guy or a girl is sometimes, you know, real motivation for people, you know, and it gets in places even if that never happens you know that's our ingrained instinct is you know many of the things that we all do or you know so that we can meet that special person I mean it's just the truth so that's the other thing you're missing out on too is meeting people and 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 having that experience and meeting new friends and having you know during college you make a lot of contacts a lot of friends that you get later in life that help you so the you know what was it half the year last year and now it's going to be maybe half the year to the a full year this year they're not going to meet people you're paying a lot of money to take a college class to get a full experience that you're not getting and also not to get those contacts those people that you would would have normally met that later on in life could possibly help you you're not going to get that because you're at home. So my thing was, and I know that the colleges probably don't want to hear this because, you know, that means a, a year without money. And then the people that work there have a year without pay. And But would most college students just want to wait a year? Just wait a year so that you can come back after the vaccine is out. Because they're saying the vaccine will probably be out either beginning of the year or at least six months into the year of neck of 2021 yeah. You know, would you want to wait so you don't miss out on that year of experience yeah you're probably not going to meet the people that are now going to school with you that are the same age as you would you want to miss that would you rather do the you know day in a class day out of the class so that they're social distancing now i do think college students probably listen way more Than maybe high school students, junior high students, or elementary school students. I mean, you know, I do think that that's a more probable situation. But, or do you think that this is going to be a different experience for you as a college student? Do you think that it'll be a positive experience because you're going to learn how to deal with life's difficult situations? And this is one of the most difficult situations that you're ever going to have to deal with, maybe in your life, maybe I'm not, I don't want to say it's the most difficult, but one of the most. And if you can make it through this situation, not take the year off, take the classes, do what you need to do and come out on the other end where you've actually learned something, not just in class, but you've learned how to come through a crisis, deal with the stress of that deal with the isolation um deal with uh doing things from home deal with a different way of doing something than we typically deal with it with college is that something that you feel would be a valued experience rather than saying you know what i'm out for a year this is you know this isn't the full college experience Or do you feel that it is a full college experience because you're experiencing things in a different way? And that's a question that I'm kind of putting out there to, um, you know, college students, high school students. You know, uh, I I do think that half the class staying home, half the class going to school is a better idea. But I don't know how you could do that with uh, high school, junior high and elementary school because parents are working. And these kids aren't full adults yet, so they can't leave them at home because that's child abuse. So, uh, leave them home alone, excuse me, because that's child abuse. And in the world we live in, I don't think you want to leave your kids alone at home anyway. And is there, like, friends or family where they, they could go to... You know, and and do their schoolwork, um, or you know, even friends or family, that might have an extra room where they could maybe enter in through the window, and stay in there, and they and that family could keep the room closed, during you know until there's a vaccine. Um, you know, is there a way to do this, and um, uh, is there a way around it where our children will actually come through this and be like, you know what, we made it through that tough time. And look back on it with positive thoughts of how it went down and how it was handled and what we did. And and maybe even look back at it and say, you know, I kind of liked doing the half at home and the half uh, in the class. And will that be something we'll adopt down the line um, with with classes to kind of cut down on air pollution? Uh, to cut down on um, too many kids being in the class and spreading not just this coronavirus but any disease because I've seen you know when when my kid was in school and when my kids in school it's like a petri dish you know (laughs) when she was younger especially she was bringing things home and getting me sick and it got to the point where when she walked in the door I would be like okay clothes off bag down go take a shower and I'd throw her clothes in a dirty wash or I'd throw them right in the washer if I heard that there was something going around at school. And she would take a shower, get into new clothes, and I would spray her bag with Lysol. I literally would. <laughs> and um, or wipe it down with some sort of disinfectant. And I noticed when I started doing that, that it, it she, she didn't get sick as often, neither did I. So are we going to be able to maybe see this as a positive in the future when there's an outbreak in the school, we back up and say, okay, for the next two weeks while this, you know, this flu is going around or this really bad cold is going around, we're going to do every other day classes, you know, to make sure your kid goes to the alternative uh, babysitter or whatever. And is this something down the road that we're going to look at and be like, you know what, this is, it's helping us now. We've stopped pollution. We have alternative places for our kids to go. So it's easier for our kids to be babysat or watched while I'm at work. So if one doesn't work out, we have another place to go or we have two or three more places to go. I mean, is this something that's going to actually end up helping us in the future because of this pandemic, because of this crisis, And because we learned to live in a different way and do things in a different way, is it going to be positive for us in the future? So that's just a question I had. I'm putting out there. If anyone wants to message me back or let me know what they think, I'd appreciate that. This is Diva Cerebration. Until next time.